Hey everyone, I'm Katie Ganaway, your host for this original WLRH program, Arts Underground. Our independent groove series returns today as we learn the origins of our local record stores and their owners. And today we are joined by Sean Hale, the owner of Black Rose Records in South Huntsville. Hey, Sean. Hello. <laughs> We are here talking back and forth across your cash register area, you would say, counter, we'd say. Did you make it yourself? A friend and I handmade all the, the counter and the shelves. Yeah, somebody I worked with. I mean, it's, uh, it's good to have friends with skills because <laughs> I could not have done it on my own. And you got this shop up and running here at uh, Village Center in South Huntsville. We have uh, Bigfoot Donuts near us, Doss Stall near us. How did you get this space? And you just said, you know, you had a friend help build the, sh the bins, as you can see. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your beginning back in April? I've been up here for about almost four years now. And I've worked in record stores before. Um, I'm down, I'm from Florida. And... When we moved up here, I was, my wife and I were talking about it, and it just, I was selling records online, because it was all, it was all during COVID, so it was just an odd time, and I was selling, yeah, so I was selling things online, and we talked about it more, and, you know, sh it was really, it was my, my wife's, like, kind of push to, an idea to do it, to, like, open a record store here, because, you know, there's, there are a couple stores in town, but it was, um, there's always, you know, they're only open a few days a week or whatever it is. And it was just, yeah, it's just, I mean, I always feel like there can never be too many record stores in a, in a town. That's, that's, cause that's all I spend my money on. But yeah, then we were, then we started looking around for locations and we found this spot had some vacancies and we started looking into a couple of them you know, we were going back and forth on it for a bit. And then I finally decided, you know what? Yeah, I'll go down there. I'll get the phone number and I'll give a call and see what's, see what's available, see what the situation is. And I drove down here and the spot that seemed like size appropriate for my purposes uh, was actually then there was a sign that under construction for the, the Lego store. That's the bricks and minifigs that's in here now. And it was so like, well, okay, that's not, that didn't work out, but that's okay. So, you know, four months down the road, we're still looking. I'm like, you know what? I'll check that strip one more time. And this other spot happened to be open. So yeah, and it just, the size was perfect and the timing worked out. And actually having that, the bricks and minifigs store in there is just another huge draw to this plaza for people. And so it actually, the timing worked out great. It was I'm no, no regrets about not getting that space, that initial space. And, and it's really exciting like to be in here and say, yeah, we're super, super glad we found this spot. Sounds like a high schooler or middle schooler's dream because you can go to the Lego store, you can go to the skate shop, and then you can hit up the record store. Yeah, there's, it's honestly, it's funny, like, there's genuinely, like, something for everybody. There's donuts and coffee, there's a bar, there's the game store, there's a Lego store, there's a dog spa, there's human spas, <laughs> there's gonna be a skate, there's a tailor, it's like, yeah, there's, there's everything. It's like, genuinely, there's something for everyone, yeah. Whatever you want, this place has it. Just move nearby. You never have to leave your home, you know, more than a mile or so. <laughs> if we can get a pizza by the slice place in here, then I'll I'll never need to leave. Maybe you could do a deal with Velose Pizza at Low Mill or something. They sell by the slice. I don't know. Get them over here. Second location. Now's the time. Yeah, the space is here for now. Let's talk about the setup of this place. How did you sort of get the feng shui of it all? Did you have an idea in mind once you saw the space of how you'd set it up? Or 
yeah, the the way the shop is organized is definitely partly just based on the way that the room is built. There's you know the there's like an office space in the back, kind of that's just storage space. Um, but so you know, I knew I wanted to set the counter up there, so if I need to run back there for more records or whatever it is, that's all right there. And then the way the the shelves and the bins are lined out is, I wanted to you know I kind of design them with my friend to like so that they're small enough that they can be reorganized in a lot of different ways and there's you know the way we have them set up now is great but there's also and they fit well but I've kind of I've measured it out and it, they can be rearranged we can add more and we can fit you know twice as many records in here as there are now as time allows and you know as there's as the records are here and that's you know we're just going to see how it goes but yeah that's it was definitely thought about in those kind of terms of being able to expand even within this space of like fitting more more records as as necessary. It seems you have some prized possessions, some more top shelf <laughs> sort of records. I see uh, Ramon's Rocket to Russia, De La Soul. Can you talk about those special albums and how you came across those? A lot of record stores do this kind of thing where they'll have, you know, there's the bins that you flip through and then there's also just the records on the walls that tend to generally be, you know, some of the pricier stuff, the like, more like... Like the Holy Grail. Exactly. It's like, you know, whatever people want to, want to call it, like the... It's, yeah, and then they're, I kind of, you know, I've set them up, they're sort of tiered, like, so there's three sets of shelves, they're kind of, the price goes up as you get higher, which sort of, it's partially just sort of practical to just, you know, you have these expensive records, you want people to be able to check them out and ideally buy them, but you don't want just, you know, anyone to be grabbing, you know, a hundred dollar record and just doing whatever with it without you noticing. So it's kind of, yeah, those expensive ones where certainly I don't mind if people pull them down and check them out. They're, they're used records. I would feel strange about not checking them out before buying them. But yeah, just so it's it's just more clear, like you can see people checking that stuff out and just know what where they're at and what's going on. And it's and I just think yeah, I just think it's a it's a good look too for to, you know, to have records on display at the record store. <laughs> and you said that you sold online before this, correct? So and he's nodding his head yes. <laughs> so does it give you more joy to see people looking at these records and finding something they really wanted and come up to you in person rather than, you know, getting a notification on your phone? Yeah, it's it's absolutely like a much more enjoyable experience like selling in person. It's like it's, you know, doing doing the online thing is great, it's convenient, but there's, you know, it's there's the back and forth of it honestly just makes, yeah, like the back and forth of someone wants to know, talk about the condition of records and see pictures and all that kind of stuff. It just is much easier if they can just look at it right there in person. And also just, yeah, like, you know, you see when like people are excited, like they're flipping through and they don't know what they're going to, and then they, you know, they exclaim like, oh, what? And then it's, you know, some record that they're looking for. And it's, just, yeah, it's just, it's exciting. It's, it's definitely nice. Like just, it's, sort of gratifying to like no it's like yeah good that's it's great that's what we want to hear like we i want people to be excited about the stuff they're finding like that's yeah it's definitely like night and day different circumstance with you know it yeah selling online versus in person it's again you can sell any anytime anywhere if you're online but it's just it's yeah it's you definitely lose that kind of the human interaction part of it which is which is nice yeah <laughs> Speaking on your own personal experience as a record collector, 
Can you take us through the emotions that you go through when you find that sort of record that you've been looking for? There will be times where, you know, I've been called out to check out a collection and there will be stuff in there that's like jumps out to me personally. Like the one one big collection I just bought fairly recently, um, you know, there was a copy like of the Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy and Infinite Sadness, like the original like press of it. And it's one of those, that's one of my, you know, had been sort of a, a holy grail like kind of thing that I, you know, and just had anticipated, like, you know what, I'll find one eventually, I'll come across it one way or another. And, you know, yeah, to get called out to a collection to see it's the way when I was purchasing the entire collection from the person, we were going back and forth on price a little bit. And it came down to, you know, this this amount more. I'm like, you know what, that's totally fine. I'm happy with that. We'll just call that that record. And like I said this to him, I'm like, we'll just call that that Smashing Pumpkins record because it's coming home with me. Like, that's like... No worries about that. And it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely like, yeah, your heart starts racing kind of, you know, you just get, when you don't know what you're going to find or if it's, you know, what's actually in there or not or how it is, it gets definitely like, it's exciting. Yeah. That's as, as a person, like, you know, anyone who collects anything, it's just has that sort of reaction when they find, you know, the thing or a thing that they've been looking for, or maybe didn't even know, you know, didn't even know they were going to find. And thinking on, what you have in store on your stock here, do you have a record or records that you would be sad to see go? Um, I definitely listen to, I mean, I want to sell all the records here, <laughs> but there's definitely some that I like, yeah, that I just listen to kind of, you know, every day, pretty much just while they're here, like the Stone Roses first album every day. Um, there's a few Kinks records that I'll play constantly there's a Sonny Rollins record that's really nice to have on. Like, there's stuff that's just, like, great record store music like that, too. It's just, like, it's no one can object to it, kind of. <laughs> like, so it's just, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's it, but it's kind of, you know, it's like sending your kids off to college or whatever. It's kind <laughs> of like, you know, you're, you're sad to see them leave in a way, but also really, really happy. Because <laughs> like they've, you know, they're paying my rent. <laughs> Talk about some of the posters that you have in here. What, what are your favorite posters? I see The Cure. Um, can you talk about what your favorite posters are here and why? Yeah, the, the Cure one is, like, is cool because I, I had a different Cure poster that I had gotten from a friend, and it was fine. But then this one was actually is loaned to me from a different friend who's, you know, had it for 35 years or something. And it's – so that's really cool. Like, I like – there's that one, and I think I think that's the only one I have that's kind of someone else's at the moment. But it's – yeah, it's neat that, like, to have – or no, I have – there's a Lollapalooza – poster as well that was from a friend and it's so there's a couple things like that that are just I like having them just because they are like you know they're things of my friends that are cool to have in the store and it's like you know they weren't doing anything for those people necessarily at their houses but it's it's got a life now it's you know it's on display people see it every day or like I have this big sort of what is that it, it looks like a hook uh, hook sort of rug yeah, uh yeah, from the those, 70s those, maybe yes it's that sort of hook rug like design that someone someone made for some reason and one of my one of my friends who sells records online he got it it came with a collection of records and again he, he just sells total like 100 percent online 
And so he didn't have any need for it, but knew that I was opening a store and so took it anyway. Just know like, like, yeah, this would, you know, if you want it, this would be really cool in the, in the store. I'm like, oh, it absolutely is going up in the store. It, so it's, it's, it's a blue background with a dog looking into, is that a, like a gramophone? Yeah, I was, so, so it's the RCA Records old logo. So it's like, it's, it is, it's record history kind of, you know, iconography or whatever. And it's just, yeah, it's just like a cool, strange, like, thing. Like, why did they make it in the first place? Just was it a just a hobby thing? Like, I, yeah, I don't know, but it's, <laughs> but now it now it lives on, and then yeah, and there's definitely I've got you know, it's just just stuff I like really, but that I like you know this old old I've got an old beat up Black Sabbath poster that is just it's an image of them that I hadn't seen before finding this poster. And they're just, you know, the best band in the world. Besides Thin Lizzy. Well, yeah. Which is, right. yeah, the the namesake of this store, Black Rose, one of their, their popular albums. Can you talk about its significance to you and if your store had any other contenders for names? Because you just mentioned Black Sabbath, so I wonder. Sure. When I was think, trying to think of the names, I was trying to think of something that was music-related, like some kind of an album title or song title or something. And I just, yeah, I love Thin Lizzy. That out, al- that's Black Roses, a perfect album. It's you know maybe maybe their like last truly great album as a band, and like, and it's even if you don't know it's an album by a band or anything, it's just it like conjures an image. It's just easy imagery and iconography. It, like it kind of sounds cool. Like it sounds like it could be a tattoo shop or something. The, one of the other ones I was thinking of similarly in terms of like being able to like just have simple imagery to work with was New Rose, which just from the song by The Damned. And it's also like a great song about, I was talking to a friend of mine about it. He he mentions like, is it too late to change the name? You should do New Rose. I'm like, no, I, I had thought about it, but there's actually a lot of stores called that already and record labels and it's, but it's like about, you know, discovering punk for the first time and like it, you know, changing your life. But that was probably the biggest contender before settling on Black Rose. And I just, yeah, I love them. I've always, I grew up, you know, my parents were big, like, rock fans. And, like, that's what was playing in our house all the time when I grew up. Like, I, you know, just hearing Jailbreak on repeat constantly. And it's one of those, like, it's still, it's, you know, the boys are back in town. It's like, the jo- like, but it's honestly, like, I'm excited every time I hear those songs. Like, they're just, they never get old to me. And, like, Phil Lynott is one of the great writers and poets of, ever (laughs) like as far as i'm concerned how would you sean hale describe your music taste in a few words if you could genuinely i like some of everything it's especially working in record stores you just by the nature of the job you end up listening to so much you have to listen to stuff to test it out or just to check it out or you find out like you realize oh some records worth you know five hundred dollars that you'd never heard of and you just like what is this about and then you know some of it some of it you just can never wrap your head around and other stuff that you'd never heard of you start you you get it and you're like oh yeah wow this is amazing like and it's so yeah i mean there's not you know a genre or any anything like that that I don't like some of I just it's yeah I mean I but you know I guess primarily when I'm you know when I'm buying stuff for myself lately it's funk and soul stuff or like punk and metal stuff is what I'm 
getting the most of for myself at this point, but it's, I, I really do like, yeah, it's, it sounds like a cop out, but I do like some of everything. (laughs) Yeah. I understand, especially in a record store, you have to be aware at least of everything (laughs) that you're selling. What are some of the essentials that people should have in their collections, in your opinion? The first six Black Sabbath albums. <laughs> uh, the Three Stooges studio albums. Um, let's say all of the Thin Lizzy albums up to the 1980s, really. But if you had to pick three, though. <laughs> the Stone Roses by The Stone Roses. Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. <laughs> Noticing a trend here. <laughs> Keep it simple. A motorhead by motorhead. <laughs> That's fair. Um, can you describe your personal record collection at home? Like how big is it and how it's stored, where it's stored? I have about 700 records at this point. I've pared it way down. I got rid of all of my you know, seven inches, the 45s, probably eight years ago or so, just because I found that I I just never listened to them anymore. It's the kind of thing with those, you have to just kind of sit down and listen to them as you're flipping them constantly every two minutes. And I just, I just never do that anymore. So I, yeah, I got rid of them years ago and no no regrets. (laughs) I, I got a good bit of money for them. And I've since, I've started, especially since I've started the store, I've had to kind of, I've given myself all these sort of arbitrary criteria for what makes it, what I'm allowed to keep and like what I can bring home. It's so I'm kind of, it's my, my collection is pared down at this point to it's, you know, I'm, it's only original pressings by whatever the band and then the pressings from the band's country of origin, if those exist. For some, sometimes they don't. So it's it, I'm giving myself these really strict criteria so that I don't just constantly bring home records because I would. <laughs> so I, instead, I just have to listen to them while they while they're at the store. So if you are just tuning in, you are listening to Arts Underground. I'm Katie Ganoy here with Sean Hale, the owner of Black Rose Records in South Huntsville Record Store Day. Is that in your opinion, uh, going to be a nightmare or something that you welcome with open arms? My friend and I that were putting all the the bins and the counter and stuff together, we were sort of scrambling to get all the stuff done and in here and ready to go so that we actually, so that the store, we could actually, we opened on Record Store Day. It's amazing for, you know, record stores. It's such a huge like we had so much business we did great that day i think just because there were people already in town looking for record stores they were in town to buy records and they were just it's it's really great for independent record stores and it's yeah no i i look for like again it's they they make stores wait to be on the list otherwise anyone would could just say i'm a record store yeah send these records to my house uh (laughs) but it's so I certainly I didn't have any of the exclusive stuff, but I am totally like on board with Record Store Day as a concept. And you know, come the next one, I'm sure I'll get some stuff from. I don't I'm I don't know what though. I'm not gonna you know I I know I'm not gonna go full in on it like because there's you know Vertical House in town. They've got it covered for stuff. <laughs> like I'm I don't want the stampede of people. I'm happy to be the other you know, one of the other guys in town who's also a record store. I'll have plenty of records. <laughs> you might have to hire a bouncer. I don't know. <laughs> right. No, that's that's definitely the store that I've worked at in the past. We 
we have, yeah, on Record Store Day, it was always, like, all hands on deck. Like, just, yeah, everyone everyone had to be around, and, like, you're running around and, you know, restocking, cleaning up, filing, and just watching people and just making sure, yeah, everything runs smoothly. And, like, it's it's grown so much. It's, yeah, it's great, though. I love it. Are you a loyal uh, customer to Record Store Day yourself? I have never bought a Record Store Day release. <laughs> um <laughs> On purpose. I think I've got a couple things that, or, you know, I've, a couple things that happen to be released on Record Store Day, but I, you know, none of the, like, official Record Store Day issues. Like, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, like, I just, if there's a black color version of a record, that's the one I want. Like, so any, so much of the Record Store Day stuff is, like, limited color variants, and, you know, for some of it's, like, down to a specific store has a specific color variant, and, like, that, and, like, that stuff's cool, and, like, I'm all for, like, people, like, I, I've now have, I have plenty of that stuff that I've gotten in collections uh, in the store, but it's, yeah, that's, for me, it's, like, that's just not, that's just not what I'm into, so it's, but, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm also, I'm just, yeah, the dealing with the crowds and stuff has just never been for me. So I was, I would have been, the, I'd be the type of person anyway who would, I'll check later and see what's there. So I would have missed, I would have missed out on that stuff anyway. So it, it's kind of, you know, maybe I've worked myself, the mental gymnastics I've done maybe to make myself <laughs> want the things that I want because of that. But who, I don't know. Personally, I like to go to an independent record store a couple days after record store day and see what's on sale. Um, (laughs) How would you describe your relationship with local musicians here in the Tennessee Valley? Definitely try to encourage people to bring in, you know, whether it's flyers or their tapes or CDs or records or whatever it is. Like we're happy to, yeah, we're happy to stock them and sell them. Like that's, I'm all for it. I've had a few people bring some things in. Um, and I was just talking to somebody yesterday or maybe it was today. I can't remember, but about, yeah, some, uh, a couple, a couple people actually, there was actually, there was one person today and someone yesterday who are going to bring some new releases in that they're putting out soon. Uh, yeah, no, I'm very, very excited and like, yeah, happy to, happy to do that for local artists. And like, cause that's, that's one of the great things about being an independent store is to like, I can, I can pick and choose what I want to sell and like, you know, and like, I don't have to, there's no like weird distribution channels I have to go through. I can just buy stuff from the people directly. It's yeah, that's, I'm all for it. And I, yeah, very much encourage people to bring stuff in. If you've got it, we want, we'll carry it. And at the very least, if you've got gigs, put up a flyer for sure. Do you find yourself out at local music shows here in Huntsville or maybe in Decatur or? Because you, you used to work for Gold Sprint, which is huge for putting on, you know, great local music shows. Yeah, it's funny. I've I've not actually gone to a single show since <laughs> I've lived here. I, actually, I went to one show in Birmingham because some friends were traveling through. And, and it's, it's, I think it's just one of those weird things like I... COVID kind of like really messed with my brain with going to like big public gatherings and I just haven't gotten back into it. And I just, yeah, I, I rarely get out to shows. And I'm also just, I'm just an old man now. <laughs> like I just, I like to, you know, I like to be in bed, <laughs> but um, yeah, I like, it's funny. Cause I am like, I'm actually doing a DJ set at Sluice Fest this weekend. So like, I'll be there on the last day of Sluice Fest and I'm definitely, I'm planned to hang out all day. And so, but it's, 
yeah, I I don't <laughs> I just I don't know. It's something's happened in my brain in the last few years that it's just made me not really go to go out to shows anymore. Well, you are involved in something pretty cool coming up, and that's Records and Retro at the Orion. Uh, can you talk about what sort of Bible stuff you're going to be bringing, and uh, maybe you have a DJ set planned for, for that day, maybe? Maybe not? No? Okay, you're shaking his head no. Uh, no, I actually still have to reserve a space for that. I keep forgetting to do it. Um, <laughs> that's It's just one of those things I've been... Yeah, since it's kind of a one one man operation here, I'm just running around in circles and keep forgetting to actually reserve a spot for that. Um, so hopefully there are still some left. Um, I don't know what I'm going to bring yet, um, but we yeah, that was one of our first one of our first big things locally was setting up at that last year, um, and we did yeah we did really well with it. People were really excited, and it was on, it was actually one of the one of the big things that really like kind of made it click with um, with my wife to see like oh yeah wow people like that I kind of knew <laughs> knew what I was doing with this you know with the stuff and that people were really excited about the stuff that I had and had been stocking up and yeah no I really it's a really awesome event like it's I think it, they got such a great combination of vendors there whether it's you know the records or the gear or vintage stuff and like it's yeah and it's just it's a really cool thing that they that the orion and then the vertical house like helped to organize and put on and it's yeah it was really really great and that's i and i am going to i'm gonna try and set up (laughs) this year hopefully i still can do you have any collaborations on the horizon with any other uh musical entities in Huntsville or uh, in the Tennessee Valley in general? No, nothing planned. Any, um, anything that you'd like to do? I don't know. Like, honestly, I'm at really mostly just focused on keeping the shop going right now. Yeah. Um, versus trying to, yeah, do, you know, do too much otherwise. Like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I just haven't, really thought that much about it yet haven't had much time to think about it yet but you know i'm not opposed to like helping promote shows or put shows on like not in store necessarily but um it is a rather tight space right um yeah but i'm definitely you know open to that um but i don't have anything nothing lined up in particular um but yeah it's definitely something i've it's way at the back of my mind as like a possibility to do that kind of thing whether it's you know DJing here and there or yeah sponsoring helping put on shows that kind of thing are there any final thoughts that you have Sean Hale of Black Rose Records before we go today we're open every day I think that's you know (laughs) a big thing we're we just keep it simple for everyone we're open every day 11 to 6 and we're always buying, selling, and trading like you know, records, CDs, tapes, shirts, VHS tapes, you know, whatever it is. Like we're, like I say, yeah, we're happy to take a look at anything. I'm doesn't hurt me. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Like, come buy, come get some stuff, come trade some stuff. Well, thank you for your time today, Sean. Yeah, thank you. That's yeah, it was fun. This has been another installment of Independent Grooves on Arts Underground. I'm Katie Ganaway, and we have been talking with Sean Hale, the owner of Black Rose Records in South Huntsville.